We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, CBTPFL. It is Thursday. It's June 30th. It is 2022. We have seven MLB games to talk about here on today's podcast. Before we jump in and talk about it, want to give a shout out to Luch and Grant covering the podcast over the last week. Um, it was a nice mental reset break for me needed it and um i mean you, if you do this every day it feels like you just you have to take a break every once in a while and that's just kind of where i was at and uh, glad i was in a position to do it but ready to jump back on talk to baseball we have seven games and i'm joined today by my good buddy will priester chief justice 06 chief what's happening my friend nothing much man glad to be on um I was also on vacation, so <clears throat> excuse me, everyone. Uh, it was good to unplug a little bit, have a little break, and now it's time to get back to the grind. So absolutely uh, was needed. I'm glad for it, and now we're, we're back in the saddle. Yeah, man, um, I'm glad, you know, this is a, it's a good slate to jump back in. It's not 15 games. Um, we got a big slate tomorrow on the podcast, but yeah, seven games here. Let's jump in and break it down again. Shout out for Luch and Grant filling in. We have Atlanta at Philadelphia, eight and a half total in this game. Philadelphia is a 140 favorite. Ian Anderson, Aaron Nola facing off in this one. Any interest here in Ian Anderson? Um, not really. Um, I mean, 
at seventy two hundred, he may be cheap enough a little bit, but I don't think he's someone I need to get involved in today or involved with today. So um, he's going to sit on the shelf. Yeah, I mean, he had a good start against Chicago a couple starts ago, and he has been better since you know the last month compared to where he's at beginning of the season. But if you still look at it. 20% Ks, 11% walks, 5x FIP, really struggling with right-handed power bats. And, I mean, with Harper out of the lineup for Philadelphia, you have Hoskins, you have Castellanos, you have Real Muto. You still have so much right-handed power. And then you still got to kind of beat, you know, a guy like Schwarber. Um, so, yeah, I think this is a spot that I stay away from Ian Anderson. On the other side of this game, Aaron Nola, he's 10K. You know, we know the upside this guy has. He has a big strikeout rate. There's a ton of strikeouts in the Atlanta lineup. Acuna still dealing with this foot injury, did not play on Wednesday. Um, fouled a ball off his foot. I think it was Saturday or Sunday. Any interest here in Nola? Yeah, I've, I've got a fair amount of interest in Nola. Um, at, even at 10K, just considering one thing the Braves have been doing is striking out. Now, the runs have picked up a lot, and, and I definitely understand that. Um, but, you know, I've just seen middle-of-the-road pitchers uh, just be able to get the job done in the strikeout department. And so that's one of the things that <clears throat> I know for sure Nola will be able to do uh, is pick up the Ks here. Um, I mean, you know, picked up 10 against San Diego, 8 against Washington, 6, 6, 5. I mean, the Ks will be there. Last time he faced Atlanta, he had 10. I'm not expecting 10. I definitely think seven is in the cards here, though. Uh, so I really do like Aaron Nola today. Against the Braves, probably won't go through the game clean. That's okay. I think you'll have enough Ks to make up for it. Yeah, I like I like Nola. Um, I mean, for what it's worth, FanDuel only included the five games. DraftKings has the seven games. There's a couple – Strong pitchers on the slate in tough matchups. There's not a perfect matchup for anybody today. Um, so I, I think at the end of the day, it just kind of kind of comes down to, yeah, we're going to like Logan Gilbert going up against Oakland. No doubt about it. We're trying to pair him with somebody. You're going to have plenty of money for bats um, because there are some cheap bats that we'll talk about. So I think Aaron Nola, over seven innings, four straight games, over six strikeouts in four straight games. He's been pitching fantastic. No reason not to have interest in him against the Braves. They are a tough team, but again, nothing perfect on the slate. Let's talk Atlanta bats. Anything standing out to you here for Atlanta? No, nothing in particular. Um, I definitely think this is a spot where, um, you know, you could one off a guy like Olsen or something like that, but I don't have anything that, that suggests I should be investing heavily in the Atlanta Braves, excuse me, everyone, in the Atlanta Braves bats. I just, I, I don't think this is a spot even on a small slate. I think it'd be Olsen. That'd be the only guy I think I'd have interest in. Um, he is the power lefty in this lineup. Harris, if he wasn't hitting ninth, I, I could take a shot on him because he's 2,900, but tough matchup against Nola. I think Olsen as a one-off, if you want to go down that road, would be the only guy. Um on the Philly side, I definitely don't mind a, a little Philly three-man for sure with, uh, with Hoskins. Hoskins is 4,400. Castellanos 
is 3,300 and Derek Hall is 2,600. Um, and Derek Hall should hit like fourth or fifth in this game. I, yeah, I definitely don't mind looking at Philadelphia here against Ian Anderson. Yeah, absolutely. And because Harper is out of the lineup, <clears throat> yeah, Schwarber is 51. But I mean, you talk about Castellanos, 39. My gosh. Um, you know, e- even these lefties, uh, Stevie, D.V. Gregorius, 37. Bomb at 32. He was in the lineup today. Probably will be in there again tomorrow. Hoskins, 44. Real Muto, 45. But this this is a good quality lineup um, to be able to get some exposure to on a small slate. I mean, we've got some other spots, of course, um, that we will also like. But this is this is absolutely a spot I like. All right, moving on. We got the Yankees at Houston facing the Astros. Always fun when these two teams play against each other. Uh, eight, eight to eight and a half total. Most books, most books have the Yankees minus one twenty-five. Here we have Severino going up against Garcia. Any interest in Severino against Houston here? Man, I, 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 I just don't think he's got a, as much upside as any of these other guys. I'm saying that, I mean, he picked up seven Ks against this team the last time out, uh, also gave up three runs. And I think that's, I think we see something similar here. Now we do know that, you know, prior to Severino's injury that kept him out for a season, I mean, he, the guy was electric and and I'm, my, my assumption is that he's working his way, getting back to that point. Um, but I, I don't think it's worth it at 9,100 uh, unless we're just trying to maybe take 50 15 points as a floor or something like that. And I don't think he goes much past his floor. Uh, so I just rather spin up and play Nola. Yeah. So Severino, we've seen him dominate bad offenses this year. He is a good pitcher, good real life pitcher, good DFS pitcher in certain matchups. And like you said, I mean, he struck out seven against this team last time out still Houston continues to have one of the lowest strikeout rates in baseball against right-handed pitching. It's such a tough ceiling spot. Severino struck out seven and still put up 17 DK points. Um, I like him against teams that he can really kind of get on top of and beat, but Houston's not a team that I want to play Severino against. Again, I think he's a good pitcher, has nothing to do with that. Um, It's more of the matchup's tough. And, I mean, Garcia on the other side of this game, right? Garcia is a good real-life pitcher, but his biggest problem is he's a massive fly ball guy going up against the Yankees. Um, It is going to be a tough spot with all this power. I could see it being a boom-bust spot for him. Seven-game slate, maybe, as a contrarian play, but overall for me, um, I'm going to side with the Yankees' bats over Garcia here. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I'm, I'm with you 100%. Garcia is another guy that – and it's crazy to be such a small slate, Stevie. Like, I, one of these guys is probably going to get there. But I can't, I can't tell you which one. And, you know, while the Yankees do, do strike out, I, I just don't see Garcia putting up a number that's going to hurt me as well. Um, I, just, I can't play either one of these pitchers. Yeah, let's talk bats here. Um, 
I mean, the Yankees bats, they're expensive. And, you know, we kind of want to prioritize pitching on the slate. But we look at Garcia's numbers, Will. 42% hard hits on 43% fly balls against the Yankees. Um, In this ballpark with, you know, that short porch over there and left, like, it's hard not to have a ton of interest in the Yankee power bats here. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm with you 100%. Um, You know, I think one of the – the top bets on the slate. Uh, no secret here, Stevie. Uh, Mr. Aaron Judge himself. I mean, he's 6K, but man, th- this should be a really good spot. I, I don't, you know, I always like Rizzo. He's 5,200. Um, but but I do think uh, Aaron Judge definitely one of the top plays on the slate today. Houston against Severino. Again, Severino's a good pitcher. And I mean, the Houston bats are good. Um, I think it's one of those situ- situations for me. Like, if Alvarez is out of the lineup with oh, Bradley man. on the IL, I probably don't play Severino, but I probably don't stack Houston. Um, I think that's the only way you could play them, though. I think the only way you're playing Houston and Severino is a stack. And I don't yeah, for love sure. it. For sure. And you know, Hey, man, Steve, you know, I hate to backtrack, but here's what I will say. If Alvarez is out, and I, I think he's going to be out, he is getting evaluated for a concussion. I know that's, I don't want to gloss over that. I think I'm going to I think I'm going to change my stance here. And the reason why is I had to sit back and think I and shame on me. I forgot my boy Michael Brantley was also in the IL. Um, those are, I mean, those are two big quality bats that they have. Um, I actually, I'm going to change my stance on Severino here. Like I'm in as long as Alvarez is out too. Like I, I'm in. All right. That makes one of us. <laughs> 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 All right. Moving on. We got Milwaukee and listen. Okay. Really quick before we move on, all joking aside, you always have to look at the lineups when they come out. Pitchers can get huge increases depending on the lineup. So you always have to look at the lineup. If Alvarez is out of the lineup, that's one of their best left-handed hitters in that lineup. Again, their righties don't have the biggest strikeout rates, but again, you know, you just have to look at lineups when they come out. All right. We got the Brewers. We got the Pirates. We have an eight and a half total in the Brewers, a 130 favorite here. Um, Jason Alexander against JT Brubaker. Any interest here in Alexander? I wish I could have some interest, Stevie. I mean, I I will say this. He's been really bad. Today against Pittsburgh, do I risk it to try to get 15 points as as a ceiling? I just don't think so. I, I, I just, I don't think I can do it. I mean, this was probably the toughest one of the day for me because of the spot. But I, I think I play Severino over this guy any day, even though he's facing Pittsburgh. I just, I just can't do it, Stevie. Yeah, I mean, he's a mediocre, like long time. This dude's twenty nine years old, and this is his first season in the majors, and he's a journeyman. Um, yeah, I mean, he just he really hasn't shown the ability to put up big strikeout games. 
He really hasn't shown the ability to pay off 7,700 even on a seven-game slate. Granted, the matchup against Pittsburgh is nice. Don't get me wrong. But quietly, quietly, Pittsburgh has made some call-ups and they've made some moves. And overall, the Pittsburgh lineup is way better right now than it was three weeks ago. Um, you know, they, they called up Madras. They called up Cruz. That's two of their big prospects. They've been hitting the ball well. They still strike out. Pittsburgh still strikes out. But when you have a team or a pitcher that doesn't have a huge strikeout stuff, I mean, it's really hard for me to get behind playing Alexander in this matchup. Um, I will. I think I'd have more interest in playing JT Brubaker on the other side of this game going up against the Brew Crew. Yeah, Brubaker's walks, guys. But, I mean, at least he has some strikeout upside. The Milwaukee lineup has a ton of strikeouts in it. This game's still in Pittsburgh. So I think if I was playing a pitcher, they're both almost the same price. I think if I was playing a pitcher in this game, it'd be JT Brubaker. And Stevie, th- there we go. Ding, 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 ding. I, I think that's that's the right answer. Like, that's why I can't play Ian Anderson. That's why I can't play uh, Alexander. Uh, I don't even think I'm – I'm going to retract that statement. I was going to say I, I, I don't even know if I'm going to get Ashcraft, and I may not. But I think JT Brubrick at 7,500 is your answer. The problem is how, how many of us are going to agree on that? If his ownership starts getting in the, I don't know, Stevie, let's say the 30s, I'm probably out. Like, I'll figure something else out. I'll, I'll just double stack Severino and Nolan, figure out my bats. Like, I, I don't, I don't, and that's just to get, you know, uh, very different from the field. But I definitely think Brubaker is probably – going to be at the top of the list and on on the cheap end for like a sp2 i i think he's solid i, I really do um you know i think he's going to be really popular on this slate yep. because i mean there's not a ton of pitching options that are cheap today that we're going to like um i mean there's some roll the dice plays that we'll talk about but i mean i think hate using the word safe in baseball because no one's safe um the game is just there's so much variance i think he's i think he is the safest option under 8k today um brewers bats i mean i really just don't have a ton of interest in the brewers bats you know i think the only guy that i think i i I wouldn't even say i love him but i like him a lot in this spot is yelich he's a massive ground ball guy going up against a fly ball pitcher um Brubaker, 45% fly balls against lefties. Yelich, 48.5% ground balls against righties. Like Batted ball profile-wise, it's a good spot for Yelich. But outside of him, I just don't have a ton of interest. That's why I like Brubaker. Yeah, for sure. Um, Brubaker, as long as his ownership doesn't get to astronomical numbers, uh, he's the guy, Stevie. He's for sure the guy. All right. Um Pittsburgh, they might be my favorite cheap stack today, Will. Um, I really think this Alexander guy is a journeyman, and I think that, listen, do you know, it it is so hard to make the majors, so I don't want to, like, discount this guy because he's here, he's pitching. You know, he started five games this season, but he has 13 strikeouts in 28 innings. His, His walk rate is the same as his strikeout rate. 
He's a sinker ball pitcher that doesn't give up a lot of home runs, but I could see Pittsburgh scoring like six or seven runs against him and not really needing home runs at these prices and just having a really strong game. And if you're pitching and your other, you know, teams do well, you're, you're just off to the races. Yeah, for sure, man. Uh, I'm with you hundred percent on this. Like Alexander is a guy that, you know, I, I've been in, in terms of attacking all year. I mean, you got Reynolds at 4,400, um, you know, you've got uh, Cabrian Hayes at 42, you know, like, like you talked about, I mean, there, there's just guys here now. I'm not completely thrilled about Daniel Vogelbach. Like he's been, wow, a strikeout machine, but at 2,600, I, I don't mind it. Um, but, but those, those are going to be probably everybody's two, two favorites, but Reynolds and Cabrian, man, those, those two for sure. Um, you know, if, if you're going to stack the, um, the Pittsburgh Pirates uh, definitely don't don't leave those guys out. Like I know I know O'Neill Cruz. If, if I'm not mistaken, O'Neill's been leading off most of these games here. Uh, at 3900, I don't hate that either. All right, we got Tampa Bay at Toronto. No total in this game. We really don't know who's pitching for Tampa. It sounds like it's going to be Drew Rasmus Musin. Um, you say Kikuchi is pitching for Toronto in this game. We do know that, but we'll have to see. It sounds like it's going to be Rasmussen. That's what I've, you know, kind of seen on a few sites here. So we're just going to roll with that. Um, any interest in Rasmussen coming off of, I mean, coming off the IL, he hasn't pitched since June 10th. So he's been about 20 days. Uh, it was a hamstring injury. I mean, they did say that he threw a sim game over the weekend. Um, I mean, it's so hard with Tampa, right? They they are so quick to limit their pitchers, and this guy really hasn't thrown more than 90 pitches in a, in a game this season. Well, he's 9,500. He's going up against Toronto. Like, is there any reason that I need to be talked on to him in this spot? Uh, no, not at all. Um, and Drew Rasmussen, I mean, he's a guy I started to kind of – I don't want to say pick on, but uh, I think he's – he's graded out a little bit higher than he should have on in terms of the props. And I've been taking some unders. I'm sure he's going to come in, you know, right where he should be today because he's coming off the IL, but I, I don't think this is the spot to play drew at all. I'm with you, man. I, I don't see myself using Rasmussen here. I mean, he's 9,500. The, the price is, is more than anything else here. Like this dude gives up 48% hard hits to righties. He's facing, one of the best right-handed lineups in baseball going up against Toronto and so much power. I'm not paying 9,500 for him in this spot. Uh, you say Kikuchi on the other side of this game, we've seen Kikuchi have some good games this season. He, he is a guy with some, you know, some solid upside. My biggest problem with him is the Rays can legitly roll out nine righties and, he has been awful against righties this season. 400 Woba, 275 ISO, 50% hard hits, 15% walk rate. Does have a 27% K rate, but I don't know if that outweighs everything else here for me on Kikuchi. He's 6,700. He could potentially help you take down a large field tournament, but I think this is a spot I'm going to be picking on him more than playing him. Yeah, absolutely. Um, he, he was a guy, I mean, I, I think – and not to go down a rabbit hole here, but I think we maybe thought Kikuchi was going to be better overall over the next few seasons, like coming from Seattle, looked like he was kind of 
getting better, turn the corner, but he just he just hasn't been able to put it together. Uh, walking a lot of guys, pitch counts getting run up early in, in a lot of these games. Um, and the top of the Tampa Bay order, while while you know you, you may not feel like they have some big names there. Yandy Diaz is a guy that can run the count up on you. Wander Franco is a guy that can run the count up on you. Uh, you know, Randy Rosarina will strike out, but you know, he can be pesky at times. Um, God, they've got somebody else that's in the lineup now. Um, I, I can't remember his name off the top of my head. I could I could pull it up out of six. We're doing the pod, but um bottom line is I'm not I'm not playing Kikuchi. He he just um the strikeouts will be there. The problem is He's going to give up runs, and the pitch count is going to get ran up on him. Paredes, that's who it is. Even he came over from, uh, I think it was Detroit, but um, he just he hasn't struck out a lot this season. Kikuchi is going to have problems with the top of his lineup for sure. I just I can't do it. Let's talk about these Tampa bats. Um, Wander Franco's back. He's forty six hundred. Rosarina's forty five hundred. Outside of him, I mean. You know, you, you kind of mentioned Paredes there. He is someone that I really like. He's 3,600. He should hit, like, third in this lineup, maybe fourth. Yeah, he's been um, third all week. He's been third all week. I mean, that makes for a really good little four-man stack, right? Diaz, Franco, um, Paredes, Arena, And then, like, if you want to make it a five-man, you could go Ramirez, who has a 394 Woba and a low strikeout rate against lefties this season. Um, and, I mean, he's cheap at 2,900, so – I and think Tampa's going to keep playing. Yeah, I think Tampa's just – they're cheap today. They're a team you got to look at today. Yeah, for sure. I agree. And they're on the road in Toronto. Uh, a better ballpark for them. I, I'm with you, man. Like this – and Tampa could end up being a sneaky stack, Stevie, because even though it, it's kind of it's kind of a two-edged sword, right? Like Kikuchi hasn't been great, but now he's so cheap. And Tampa's lineup looks really watered down on paper. I think his name value for what we thought his upside was going to be could carry some weight over into his ownership. And then as a result, the Tampa Bay guys, they may not get a whole lot of ownership, even on a small slate. This actually might be one of my favorite teams the more I sit down and think about it for this particular slate. I I like Tampa a lot. Yeah, Tampa and Pittsburgh are going to be the two like cheaper offenses I'm looking at today to complete stacks um, for sure. The Toronto side, I think they're a stack to look at as well. Um, you know, we talked about Rasmussen and how much hard contact he gives up. There's so much power in this lineup, top to bottom, that Toronto, they're a team you're probably looking at stacking most days. I think this is definitely one of the stacks that you're looking at today for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and the thing about it too, Stevie, is as the season has gone on, like they were striking out a lot more earlier. But those strikeouts have really come down here as the season has has been put together. So uh, I, I I really like Toronto here. Um, when you look at um, you know them against righties like that, like I said, the strikeouts have just come down. So I, I'm in on Toronto. I think um, um, one of the top plays on the board. I'm not going. I'm not going to go with Vlad. I'm going to go with someone else, Stevie. And it's going to be, let's call this a sneaky play. Let's call it a sneaky play. But Alejandro Kirk, man, if if, if we get if we get the Kirkmeister rolling here, he is forty nine hundred. He's a catcher, but man, Steve, he's just he's not striking out. 
got good power, 204 ISO, 410 MOBA, 13% walk rate. Like for a catcher in the middle of a stack today, where I don't know if he's going to get the ownership, like he's a favorite of mine in terms of my Toronto stacks. Like I'm not going to one-off him, I don't think. But for Toronto stacks, man, I, I like Kirk today a great deal. All right. Sounds great. Um, all right. Moving on, we got Cincinnati at Chicago. No total in this game. Obviously, we're going to be waiting to see what the windy Wrigley is doing here. Ashcraft against Hendricks. Any interest in Ashcraft here? Uh, Stevie, th- this is the one I've gone back and forth, back and forth, on the fence, off the fence. Do I play Graham Ashcraft uh, against the against the Chicago Cubs? And I th- I think I have to consider it. Like he's like a strong consideration for me at eight K facing the Cubs. And the Cubs haven't been let's say as bad, right? I'm going to use that terminology. Let's say as bad as we think. Just The strikeouts are still there, um, but I, I, just, I, think he's, I think he's in the mix. Um, I'm, not, I'm not completely thrilled because his K stuff is awful, but he doesn't walk a lot of guys. He's got a 3.93 XFIP. Ground ball rate sitting pretty at 57.8% overall. Um, I think he's in consideration. I, I just wish he had a little bit more strikeout upside. See, my only concern is, and this is the night before with Ashcraft, but what I'm seeing on a few different sites that I use um, for Wrigley weather is blowing out to left field at 15 to 18 miles an hour. Um, so if that is going to be the case, I don't think I can play Ashcraft in this game. If that is not the case, I, I think he's a great tournament play. Um, we know he has some strikeout upside. We know there's strikeouts in this lineup. We also know that he has a little bit of a home run problem, I think is the nicest way to to kind of put it here. So let's wait and see what the weather looks like for, for Ashcraft here because, I mean – if the wind's blowing out and it's blowing out that much Wrigley is one of the wind sensitive baseball ballparks that you're just worried about Ashcraft. I mean, he has struggled a a lot with hard contact against righties and I mean, his strikeout stuff is okay. Um, It's just all over the place. And he really has just, he's pitched really well against lefties of all play of all guys. And unfortunately Contreras wisdom Horner, Vasquez, like there's going to be a lot of righties, Morel uh, against him in this spot. So I'm going to wait and see the weather. Weather's okay. I think he's playable, but if the weather's not, I'll probably end up stacking against him um, in this spot. And then, I mean, Hendricks on the other side, I don't care what the wind's doing. I don't have any interest in Hendricks in this spot, even with this watered down Cincinnati lineup. Oh, yeah. No way I'm playing Hendricks. And I know he's had a couple games here recently, Stevie, where He's turned back the clock and struck people out on 80-mile-per-hour fastballs, but we're not playing Kyle Hendricks in today's day and age. Joey Votto's going yard in this game. And that, I like it. Pain I like it. Say it man. <laughs> my, my, <laughs> only, my only concern is, like, since he does not have a lot of lefties, and, I mean, you really want to attack Hendricks with lefties, but you're kind of hoping that, like, 
Mustakas is in the lineup. Um, Vado is in the lineup. And like, okay, now we're starting to talk, right? We're getting a few lefties in here. We'll have to see um, what it is going to kind of shape up with lineup wise, but definitely would prefer lefties. But if the wind's blowing out that much, I think you can play anybody uh, against yeah. Hendricks in this spot. If they're in the lineup, it's crazy to see because now we've got more cheap bats to consider. And, and, the, and these guys would probably be over on given the situation. Yeah, man. All right. Um, Chicago bats. Like I said, if the wind's blowing out, I think the Cubs are in play here against Ashcraft. Uh, you know, if the wind's blowing, if the wind is not a factor, Probably don't have as much interest in the Cubs, but I mean, like I said, this guy, he, he's been all over the place. You really want to attack him with like random power, wisdom, Contreras, morell type of plays. Yeah, I mean, I want I want to play some Ashcraft, but the more I think about it, especially like you said, if, if the wind's blowing out, of course, I'm just not going to do it. Um, you know, in, in terms of the Cubs, I mean, I don't, I don't think there's been a better hitter on this team outside of Wilson Contreras. Like he, he would be on the list for sure. Uh, Ian Happ is just a guy I like to play because for for whatever reason, I mean, Stevie, he just hovers in that 3K range. E, Ian Happ hasn't been over 4K since earlier this season. So uh, at 3,800, like th- those would kind of be my top two. I think it would be Contreras and Hap for me. In terms of if I was going to – had to play two guys, it would definitely be uh, those two. All right. We're cruising along here. we got two games left. Oakland at Seattle is where we go next. Seven and a half total in this game. Mariners a 2-15 favorite. Um, we got Martinez going up against Logan Gilbert, Adrian Martinez – um, I mean, last time out against Detroit, not too bad. 19 fantasy points. But I think the biggest thing, like I just said, is he faced Detroit. Um, any interest <laughs> here in Adrian Martinez going up against um, Seattle? No, that's going to be a negative. Yeah, I mean, so that was his, that was his first start of the season, his first major league start. What a way to start. Yeah, no better, no better team to start against the Detroit. Yeah, and I mean he did a great job limiting hard contact, but how much of that was, how much of that was just facing Detroit? He, he threw sixty four innings this season in AAA, he has seventy three strikeouts, which is solid, but a one point four WHIP, a one point eight three home run per, per nine. Um, I struggle here. Uh, I mean, I struggle because uh, this is not a guy that has popped up on like a prospect list for Oakland. Um, so I, I really don't know what to expect here. What was it Detroit? You know, we'll have to, we'll have to see. Was it just the fact that he was facing Detroit and he pitched well, but Seattle is, they're not the best offense. They don't have a ton of power. They have some strikeouts, but they also are patient. They're a patient team. And I feel like a young major league pitcher, could struggle against an offense like Seattle. So I, I'm probably going to pass on Martinez here. 5,900 is, is fair. It really is. And if you want to punt and you want to take a shot, I wouldn't talk you off of it. Um, but yeah, I probably don't do it myself. Um, the other side of this game though, Logan Gilbert's the best pitcher on the slate. 
you know, be, it's more of just the matchup. The the Oakland offense is just so bad. The lineup that they rolled out against Jamison Tyon on Wednesday oh, had a 113 oh, ISO and a 260 Woba combined against right-handed pitching this season. So uh, I just – Gilbert has been all over the place this year. He's been good, bad. Uh, this is a spot I think he goes 25-plus at 9,500. I think that he's just going to be a solid get-the-win type of pitcher today. Yeah, I'm with you, Stevie. I love that call. Uh, he is definitely the guy, um, you know, if you're going to kind of maybe spend up. Like, this is probably the double barrel play of the day. Like, if anybody's going to do it just for pure upside based on matchups, Gilbert and uh, and Nola. Uh, once again, I, I will say I, I have grown quite fond of Severino as long as um, Alvarez is out, but I'm with you. Love Gilbert here. Pitch count solid. Uh, leash is solid. Didn't didn't go six innings against the, the Angels because uh, he hit 100 pitches and they just pulled him. But other than that, man, I mean, he's he's gone over 100 a couple of, a fair amount of times this season. The K should be there. Love Logan Gilbert here. I'm interested to see where his K prop comes at. If he if we get five and a half early, like go ahead and take it. It's going to bump the six even. All right. Um, I, I don't have any interest in the Oakland bats here at no, all. Negative. Um, as far as Seattle goes, I mean, I definitely like Rodriguez in this spot. Crawford, I think, is okay. Winker's 3,800. He's cheap. Um, if anybody else kind of cheap cracks the lineup, I don't mind maybe a three-man stack here for Seattle, but I think there's better offenses today. I think this is going to be overall a pretty low-scoring game. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um I'm with you 100%. All right, we finished it out. We got San Diego, Adelaide taking on the Dodgers. Eight total in this game. Dodgers a 125 favorite. Musgrove going up against Mitch White. Any interest here in Joe Musgrove facing the Dodgers? Not at 9,700. Um, and I, I actually think Musgrove is going to be okay today. I don't think it's going to be an upside game. I, I wish we had – I wish they were – I wish they were giving us Musgrove – Let's say 8,800, Steve. Like, if we were getting some 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 sort of a bump, maybe down to 87, like I'd be in. But uh, I, I'm not going to play Musgrove because of the spot, although I do think is is he's going to pitch fine. But but his upside is limited here for sure. Yeah, I mean, obviously Mookie Betts being out of this lineup helps. But tempt me to play him, right? Make him 8,500. Tempt me to play Musgrove yeah. in this spot. I mean, in large field tournaments, he's probably one of the best pivots on the slate. Just low ownership. The ceiling, Musgrove has had one of the highest ceilings on the slate. I mean, 25% Ks doesn't really walk people. Doesn't give up a ton of fly balls, so it leads to not giving up a ton of home runs. Um, I just, I mean... It's the price is what gets you here for Musgrove and <laughs> the bottom half of this order. I mean, there's obviously some strikeouts here, um, especially if they roll out like a Jake Lamb in the lineup. Jake Lamb is 2K, and we'll talk about him by the way um, when we get to the Dodgers bats. But the other side of this game, you got Mitch White. He's 6400. He's getting San Diego. Um, the pitch count, I think, is my biggest drawback here on Mitch White he doesn't pitch really deep into games and he is kind of a fly ball guy especially against righties 
But, Will, the, the Padres lineups that they've been rolling out here, if Machado's out of the lineup again, we know Tatis is still not going to be back. Um, I mean, I think we see Tatis back August at best. Um, we'll see. I'm not a doctor. But, I mean, no Machado helps Mitch White. I just... The pitch count, I think, is the biggest thing. But at 6,400, if he goes out and puts up like 16 to 18 fantasy points here in five innings and sneaks a win, like, does he become playable at that point, I think, is what we need to ask ourselves um, on this on this smaller slate. Yeah, for sure. I, man, I just wish his – I think his pitch count, Steve, I, just, I wish he was at around 85 pitches. And I just feel much better about paying sixty four hundred for him. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. It, it's just it's the pitch count thing. If you think he throws eighty pitches and throws five innings in this spot, and you want to roll the dice, it said sixteen eighteen at his price. And if your hitters do your thing, your other pitcher does his thing, you're not going to be in a bad spot. Yeah. San Diego bats. I mean, when Machado has a lineup, there's just no power. There, there's just no power. There's nobody with over a 165 ISO against right-handed pitching uh, in this lineup with Machado out of the lineup. Um, I mean, oh, I guess Luke Voigt. I forgot about Luke Voigt. But, yeah, it's just – I don't know. There's not a ton of strikeouts, but there's not a ton of power in this lineup. Yeah, absolutely. Um And this is why we wish Mitch White was pitching 85 pitches. I, I think that's my response to the San Diego Padres bats. I mean, Stevie, we had a chance today, and they didn't do much, right? Like, Bumgarner didn't have to do much, but Bumgarner went out there and had a good start against San Diego. Now, Madison Bumgarner's not doing anything. And, I mean, he you just can't play these guys. I mean, on the other side of the Dodgers, Musgrove's a good pitcher. Um, he's a good pitcher, and you know his his. I, I think his biggest weakness would be lefties. So, if you want to play a Freeman, if you want to play a Muncie, you want to play a Bellinger. If you want to pay two K for for Jake Lamb, I mean, I'm not going to tell you no. Um, I probably don't full stack the Dodgers in this spot because I I just don't see. I don't see Musgrove getting blown up in this spot. And he did get blown up against Philly last time out. But, I mean, that was his one. I think that was the only start this season he's had more than two earned runs in a start. So, I, I think maybe one or two chase some power, but I don't think this is a spot I fully stack. Yeah, for sure. I, I'm not stacking the Dodgers. Uh, kind of the same thing with um, the Houston Yankees matchup today where um, – the bats are good, but the pitchers are good, and they're kind of going to neutralize each other a bit. Same way I feel about the Dodgers and Musgrove. Um, just I, I don't really want to play either side of it. All right, let's play the morning grind game, and then we will get out of here. Um, like I said, I think it's a great slate to kind of get her get back on our feet here with the podcast. Um, under 8K to get six or more strikeouts. Who's the cheap guy that you're looking at today? 
I mean, I, I think I got to go JT Brubaker. It was like it, I was sitting here going, is he really going to have let me have Brubaker? Like, I was like, is, is that the spot? Um, I think the next best options – are probably Mitch White or Yusei Kikuchi. Again, this is one of the reasons that I like Brubaker so much on the slate. I think he's the clear pitcher under 8K today. Yeah. Over 8K to score under 15. Who's your bust today? Uh, probably pretty easy on this one. Give me Drew Rasmussen. Yeah, that's the guy that I'm kind of looking at as well. Um, the other guy that I'll say is Garcia against the Yankees. Five ball pitcher against New York always seems like a – rough idea um i think is the best way to say it yeah um over 4k to hit a homer will who do you got to go yard today Mm, i do think we have some options um this is a guy i talked about at the top of the podcast I said I like this guy. I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to the catcher position. This is going to get very interesting, Stevie. However, uh, I do really like him. Give me Alejandro Kirk. I like that. Um, Yeah, I mean, Aaron Judge hits his 30th home run of the season today. (laughs) He's 29 (laughs) homers on the year. Four home runs over his last 10 games. Yeah, I just, I mean, Aaron Judge for me is who I think is going to go yard today. Give me a guy under 4K to get two hits today. Uh, so, so many options here on this one. Um, this is another guy I talked about that I really liked in this spot, especially if the wind is going out. Give me Ian Happ at 3,800. I'm going Joey Votto, and I think one of his two hits is going to be a home run today. Um, Really yeah. like Joey Votto today. So, I mean, maybe I'm still – maybe I'm still on um, vacation, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. All right, Will, give me a stack to score six or more runs today. Oh, man. I mean, we've got plenty of those today, Stevie. Uh, let's see if I can go off the board a little bit. I'm going to get away from a possible course game. This is the team that I talked about, and I said, man, you know, I'm starting to fall in love here. Give me the Tampa Bay Rays. I like it. Um, I'm going to go Pittsburgh. I think Pittsburgh gets the job done today. I don't want to take Wrigley if there's going to be a win. Don't want to take the Yankees. They're too easy. I think the Yankees are the top stack today. Um, give me Pittsburgh. I think Pittsburgh gets the job done today. Will, any final thoughts before we get out of here? No, sir. I am good to go. All right. That is going to wrap it up for Thursday. We'll be back Friday talking more baseball. Good luck, everyone. We'll see you then.